0: So, coming up this week on Kings of the Rings podcast, we have finally returned from Survivor Series War Games. No, we did not go, but we are here to talk about that epic premium live event live here on this show. Plus, NXT has finally named with an all-star cast of about four four to eight different legends, the participants of the men's and women's first ever Iron Iron Survivor match. We break down who they are and what might happen in those matches. And literally that's pretty much it folks well, It's gonna be a quick and happy show Just me and Will tonight on King's Rings Podcast Episode not 318 Our missed us exclusively on WrestleLadic Radio And it starts right now
1: Yo yeah, honestly I saw many days Mandy Rose crossed 400 days We can probably talk about that too Oh yeah she
0: did Oh, I swear to you, folks! Aaron Judge about to sign that goddamn contract.
1: I know I would. <laughs> hey, 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 Cashman, give me a call. I'll play right field.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh. If I ever see your ass in pinstripes in the right field, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be in that section just heckling you the entire game.
1: Dude, I just want roll call to fuck up my last name. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: Tara, oh
0: shit. <laughs> What's going on folks, it is King Ricky Rose here, host of Kings of the Rings Podcast. Welcome to another episode, episode three hundred and eighteen. So cleverly tiled our missed Uh it is myself and will terror today, no K Murphy, because you know, bad internet, bad weather, means no K Murphy. Uh so it's like, how do you survive in this atmosphere without internet
1: in know. the year of our Lord two thousand and
0: twenty-two? I don't know, I don't know, but somehow, somehow, Kay is doing it. Uh, so we got a lot of fun stuff to talk about. But first off, Will, how are you? How was your Thanksgiving, Will? It was great. It was great. I I didn't miss turkey as much as I thought I would. Really? Um.
1: So Jazz's family made like seven dishes for five people. Perfect. It was incredible. I had so many leftovers, and I drove up to Massachusetts, and I got to do it all over again. I have a full pie in my fridge, Ricky, so if you want pumpkin pie, you know a place to come. It's excellent. I had a great Thanksgiving. How was yours? Where would you go? Because your family isn't in New York anymore. Yeah, no, they,
0: I, I have nobody. Um, <laughs> my parents are in Georgia. My sister lives in California. Uh, so luckily for me, uh, one of my best friends in, my, in the whole wide world in my life, done known since high school, was in town. Uh, with her husband and her two small children, one six and one's just about a year, because uh, she lives in Geneva now. Oh, yeah, wow, yeah. Her husband's Swiss.
1: How's the convention?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but I'll tell you, those chocolates, fantastic.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. Jazz made these these pork ribs. Mm-hmm. Uh, off. I'm too. I say off the bone, bro. I mean off. The bone that sounds
0: fantastic. Bone. So I went there, and like her family is uh, classic Italian, so it's great. So it was very Ooh. yeah. So it was a lot of wine um, and a lot of family style of like just make your own plate. Like they're like everything was just laid out. It was perfect. Um, and then from there, because I went, I went, uh, I went Thanksgiving dinner hopping, which is awesome. Oh. Yeah, yeah. That's i going to be my new thing because you get the best of both worlds because everybody wants to feed you. Uh, so <laughs> from there. From there, I, I'm very close with my high school football coach, who was also one of my history teachers, and his wife, who was also employed at the school at the time. Uh, I've done like career days for his wife because uh, she she works at another high school out on Long Island, um, and so they invited me over as well, uh, and that was great because it's great to be able to um, be able to drink whiskey with your high school football coach slash teacher.
1: Oh hell yeah! He was
0: like, "Yeah, we just renovated our basement. Come here. You want a drink?" He's a big Yankee fan too. So behind, hell the, yeah. so behind the bar is a giant panoramic picture of Yankee Stadium. That's cool. Yeah, uh,
1: we we didn't watch we didn't watch any football though. We watched Harry Potter instead. Yeah,
0: well, he's from he's originally from Wyoming and he's a Denver Broncos fan, and she's from Minnesota and she's a Minnesota Vikings fan. So I was able to watch Minnesota and the Patriots uh, with them. To, well, the
1: Pats blew. The Pats blew it, right? Yeah, the Pats. Were
0: to to end my night, and they they literally gave me two giant tupperwares of food to go home with.
1: Good thing I good thing I played Miles Sanders this week. God damn
0: it! <laughs> so so it was a fun time. I think I'm gonna make Thanksgiving like dinner hopping my thing because that was amazing. Like everybody just wants to feed me. It's great.
1: Yeah, that sounds like a win-win for all for all parties. So yeah. you, you get to leave before the politics starts talking. <laughs> you, you, you get to start a food fight if you
0: want. Like, there's so many things to do. Exactly, it was it was great. And like, you would actually like my from a because he's a he's a history teacher, but he also knows world history and he's big on government history as well. Um, so you would love to have a conversation with him. As well, He's yeah. He's a for this is all the old politics we talk about the show, but he is a. I would call him a sensible Republican. Like he's a, he he's historically the Republican Party, but he knows how to actually talk it, talk about the politics and stuff that makes sense to anybody who's even like moves towards a liberal standpoint. Like Look, he's very I know, logical. I know
1: I know a lot of sensible Republicans. Yeah, you know, you know, you know, Nash is from uh, Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Um, in our Discord server, it's it's literally Nash, his brother, his friends, and then it's i like, it's me. And then my friends from Long Island and other friend from Hoboken. So no joke they home, are, they are obviously people from They're all Republican, but they're all very, very rational. Mm-hmm. Um, but- and they some some things they have interesting takes on, but. Yeah, I know a lot of rational Republicans. Obviously, my friends here—they're all rational Democrats.
0: Yeah, so now he—he—he'd be fun for you to have a conversation with. I, he might be interested in being on your show because he loves talking about history. Like he'll—he'll he'll talk to you. He'll talk to you about history for fucking. He'll talk to your ear off and politics and stuff. Like he—that's what he loves. All of that. I do. I do love. What's his favorite
1: type of history? What? What? Uh, what I, actually, I actually
0: don't know because he just knows. As much all of yeah. it, <laughs> yeah. Like I mean, I'm a big
1: fan of World War II, as with everybody else. Of course, World War II is such a crazy time in history. Mm-hmm. Um, that or
0: like ancient Greek, yeah, like Roman
1: Empire kind so of stuff. So you want to hear
0: something funny that I learned? Because uh, his wife, uh, who's fucking fantastic, um, they were she, we were talking about Texas for some reason and SMU, the the school in Texas, Southern Methodist University, and how apparently George Bush, George W. Not H W. Yeah, how W sometimes lectures at that university because he lives in the Dallas area.
1: Interesting. Like, could you
0: imagine? Like, you go into your you go into um, your college, your college lecture hall, and Secret Service walks in, there. you're like, "What the fuck's going on?" I and mean, it's fucking W's dumbass. Like, hey guys, what's up? <laughs> don't throw shoes at me. <laughs> <laughs> and I told you, I was like, honestly, I would sit in front of a W lecture. That look, that sounds fun as shit.
1: <laughs> yeah, hey yeah, I would too. I,
0: I just go to laugh. Yeah, apparently. What do you
1: remember? remember Dave? I know you weren't there, but uh, when Dave graduated Hofstra, his commencement speech was the. Uh, we, we both the gu- weren't
0: there. We were on our way to uh, Money in the Bank.
1: No, I, I was there. I, I was there for his graduation. And we I we left, left afterwards. after to go to Money in the Bank. Yeah, okay. But I did. I did see him walk. The commencement speech was the the founder of Skynet, the actor.
0: Oh, that's right. It wasn't. The Schumer didn't show up this time, right? No, okay. Schumann, Schumann doesn't always do
1: them. I forget who did mine, but I remember um, it was the black guy Guard Skynex. Skynet. He's also like a philanthropist and like a um, – yeah, 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 that guy. I think a civil, civil rights guy or whatever. Yeah. But he – I don't remember what we talked about. I just remember he was there. because so I was like, hey, it's a guy from Skynet.
0: <laughs> <laughs> also, last thing until I pause fun fact, apparently Laura Bush turned Democrat, which I find hysterical.
1: Which one's Laura Bush? W's wife. W's wife. I think it's yeah, W's bar- wife. Bar- Barb was H W. Barb was H W. W, Laura's W's
0: wife. Laura, Laura's W's wife. Yeah, I was like, that's that's a that's hysterical. You and Liz Cheney have a great (laughs) Thanksgiving. Oh man, man, let's talk. Let's talk about things going on. So over over Thanksgiving weekend, uh, we obviously had the first ever, not the first. I don't think it was the first ever on Saturday, but we had a Saturday Survivor Series. For War Games, if you watch the press comments, which I hope you did at some point, Will, if you found it on their uh, YouTube page at all, it was.
1: No, nah, I got the gist of it, though.
0: Most watched Survivor Series, highest ticket, highest gross, like highest gross Survivor Series of all time. They shattered a bunch of fucking records, and that's the power of putting your shows on fucking Saturday. Um, and from what everybody has said and from what I saw, it's a great freaking show. Survivor Series War Games is a fantastic uh, show great concept. All the stories kind of played out in every match, except for maybe the one in the middle. You know what I'm talking about? I uh, went over really, yep. really well. <laughs> <laughs> exactly which one you're talking about? We will we will talk about that one. Probably last on the last up on our uh, on our on our list. But let's talk about the cinematic performance that was the men's Survivor Series War Games match between the Brawl and Brutes, and now the bloodline the official uh bloodline i guess which uh now but i guess sammy sammy zane is an official member he's no longer an honorary so i think he's a he's a true ooze now will i mean he always was an ooze he was the honor i got no he was an
1: honorary ooze mm-hmm. yeah um you see how Bobby fish tweeted like the uh this uh uh imitations in serious form of flattery with all the undisputed era wearing red
0: oh yeah because the, they were the only team that actually like wore something together which i thought more people yeah. were going to but it yeah. was just them
1: i was like shut up guys they did it better <laughs> <laughs> did you no i mean this was this was phenomenal did you
0: notice that sammy zane's pants said honorary
1: yes yeah <laughs> it was great i mean um so i watched this sunday night i got home sunday night i probably started watching it on 10 11 o'clock and i was gonna watch half of it in the next next day and it was like 1.30 in the morning, the main event comes on, and I just go, yeah, I'm going to finish it. Let's just watch it. Let's it. <laughs> it was a great card. I enjoyed it. Um, this match was phenomenal. The storytelling was great. Roman directing Traffic in the cage. Like, Solo Sokoa reminded me of Umaga so much. His, His Umaga screams.
0: He is a mixture of Umaga and Rikishi, the perfect mixture.
1: Yeah, and Taz. Oh, well,
0: okay, <laughs> I, all right, I see about it.
1: He's got the body of Taz, the hair of Rikishi, and the moveset of Umaga, and the body of Umaga.
0: Yeah. I feel like he has Rikishi's lower side, but it also looks like Umaga as well.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and and Corey Graves made a reference to that, too. Did he? He's reminding me of a Samoan bulldozer that was Umaga. God,
0: Corey Corey Graves has gotten so much better now with Vince isn't there. Yeah, I mean, so is Michael Cole. You know, Michael Cole. Uh, oh, we're you know, gonna we're gonna talk about we're gonna talk about Michael mentioning and... Dusty Rhodes, like
1: the Stinger Squad, whatever the thing was, mm-hmm. like the teams, the first ones, which like Michael Cole dropping these references makes wrestling so much better. It makes it legitimate. And like, even though even though I knew Sami Zayn, like, well, I knew what happened
0: because I saw a spoiler, where I was really upset about. Yeah. Like watching the show, I was like, you, I really
1: had no idea what was going to happen.
0: But you know what it was? Um, especially for me, it was that. They set this. They set it up the entire show. Yes. Like it. It almost felt like it's almost something that they do on TV a lot of the time, where it's like a segment here sets up the main event, and then another segment brings another facet to it. But they did it throughout the. They did it throughout Survivor Series, which it started on. um, It started on SmackDown with Jay finding out that Sammy was talking to Kevin, and then Jay snitching on Sammy, and then going to. Going to Roman and Roman interrogating Sammy and then
1: mm-hmm.
0: all of the stuff, the, the hug and the, the
1: hug and the look in the camera saying like I'm gonna fuck this guy up. Yes,
0: I was like, oh, like if I was <laughs> if I was
1: watching it live, I would like they're gonna just destroy Sammy. That was
0: that, that was actually my thought as well. I was like, they are going to, he's going to get mauled on on a premium live event. Yeah,
1: I mean, there was still never a doubt in my mind that Roman would lose. Uh, or the bloodline would lose, mm-hmm. but in this fashion, I didn't think Sammy was going to be the main because Roman Roman wasn't the main character. It was Sammy? Like Correct. The, the story. The story of this match was Sammy Zayn and Jey Uso featuring Roman Reigns. Mm-hmm. Roman, if you notice, Roman didn't do much in the actual match. He actually got a beating.
0: Yeah, Roman Roman was the coach. He's essentially he's the coach. He's put everybody in their places. Yeah, which was perfectly fine. And then the finish of all finishes. KO is about to beat Roman, and Sammy grabs the ref's hand, and if you look at this photo here on our stream, just that—that that tells the story of the entire match. Right there. Yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it was great. Great camera work.
0: Yeah. Great camera, because that's from an outside camera. Obviously, the guy in the middle, which me and Charles were talking about, how much does that guy in the middle get paid? Because he literally can't move. He has to go from one side to the other side. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's, that's a good question. How, how much do cameramen get paid to camera and crew? But also, like, who has, who's that one guy that has to sacrifice himself and be in the middle of all of that? Yeah. <laughs> the,
1: probably, probably, honestly, probably the best cameraman. I would assume
0: whoever's, so.
1: <laughs> whoever's, like, lead camera guy. Like, leader
0: of the ring crew or whatever. Yeah. Um, but this right here, K.O.'s probably going to get his one-up on Roman and Sammy stops him. It, they did so much. Like, if you think about this, you have three or four of the best storytellers that WWE has that have proven themselves to be the best storytellers in the last two or so years and beyond that. Sammy and Kevin, who can tell a story half asleep on ZX. <laughs> you know, they can do that. And then you have Roman and Jay, who have been proven to continually create different chapter after different chapter after different chapter of this epic bloodline storyline, which is all managed by Paul Heyman, one of the greatest storytellers and managers and bookers and promoters and just do all everything that the business has ever seen. Mm-hmm. This match couldn't fail. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> it couldn't fail at all. Um, and the Brawling boots looked good too. You know, oh no, Butch, they, did. they did. Butch is Butch Butch the man. Great. Butch, Ridge, Butch looked, like Ridge looked great. Yeah, Bridge looked great, Butch looked great. Drew was being Drew. I love how they all did the 10 beats yeah, of the Drew's Bowery together. Yeah, yeah, that was really fun.
1: That was a fun spot. Uh, Drew wasn't – his, like, overness, his pops aren't what they used to be. No, Sheamus got the pop. Seamus got a good pop also. I love their 4D animation, like the 3D animation, but like the, the, the neon sign with the, the Seamus face yeah. and the hat. I was like, I want that for my bedroom.
0: <laughs> it's just fight night. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it
1: looked incredible.
0: Yeah. I wish they would have done like uh, the moving up the Boston songs as like a special. Uh, oh,
1: Ship of the Boston. Yeah, of the Boston. Yeah. That would have been cool. And they all
0: came out and like, killed, like something's totally like ridiculous. Like that would have popped the crowd so much. Although I do love um, Ozzy Osbourne kicking off Survivor Series. <laughs>
1: Weird. It's like, uh, apparently, uh, the, uh, I I forget who I heard this from, but uh Triple H wanted him to perform. Yeah, like, no, that's live. that's
0: legit. So Triple H revealed it on the press conference. So somebody asked Triple H, like, oh hey, uh, it was pretty cool. You had Ozzy Osbourne. Like, how did you guys get the together?" And Triple H's like, "Well, you know, I I called him. WWE Hall of He's he's a member. <laughs> we have numbers. we Text." And the only reason it didn't work out is because he had a scheduling conflict or else Ozzy Osbourne would have performed that live in Boston. You know how nuts that would have been? I love the horn when they lower the cage. Mm-hmm.
1: Like, everything about this was great. And I like how Triple H also, in of the, the press conference, said, like, is this going to be a
0: yearly thing? He said, We'll see. Which means, yeah, it will be. Yeah, because <laughs> he, he, he talked about... Um,
1: I mean I honestly I'd be cool if it was every other year. You talk the logic of it. He goes, Sometimes this. we can take it he goes,
0: sometimes we can take it away, sometimes we'll bring it back. You yeah. know, it depends on what depends on what we're feeling, essentially, is what he said. If
1: if if, if the story calls for it. Yeah,
0: that's what he said. If the story calls for it. Because he referenced Hell in the Cell. He referenced the same argument you've had about Hell in a Cell for years.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> he goes
1: I'm not I'm not, I'm not the only one. Don't get me yeah, wrong. Yeah. <laughs> it's a very common argument. Also, did you see like uh, the numbers? I'm very interested to see Q, Q4 Q earnings for WWE. It hasn't come out yet. It hasn't over. come
0: out yet, obviously. Well,
1: yeah, it's it's not over It's the Q4. It's not over Yeah, yet. it'll come out in January. Um, it'll come out in January, maybe early February. It'll come out. Yeah. But uh, pay per views have been sold out. Raws and SmackDowns have been 89%, 89% full mm-hmm. for TV tapings. Yes. And their gates have been highest and their views on Peacock have been highest. Yeah. Triple H has been excellent for business.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and
1: I, th- I, and I think the pay per view shows like he's what four, four pay per views
0: since SummerSlam. If you want to count SummerSlam, I don't think you count SummerSlam because that still had a vent. That's not of Vince vibe to it.
1: Okay, so three pay per views, two or three pay per views. Yeah, no, it's three.
0: You had Clash, Clash, Crown,
1: Rules, Crown, and Cyber Series. Yeah, four for four. It's four for four. Yeah,
0: yeah, and it's actually I would say the first real one besides Crown Jewel, uh, was Extreme Rules, because when you look at Survivor Series as a whole, this followed me, and I wish I was in that press conference. I would have asked him, like, you seem to have a trend here, Triple H, of having minimal matches, but the match lengths are longer. Is that something you're going to continue to do? Outside of bigger events like, you know, WrestleMania, WrestleMania yeah. maybe even the Rumble, if that. But even the Rumble, I can see still having the same format of, like, we're not going to have that many other matches we're going to have the marquee matches which you paid your fucking expensive ass ticket for and we're going to give you all of that but we're also going to have these other matches as well it's it's yeah. a very take it's a very original takeover format
1: prime example dexter loomis and the miz was a raw feud and it ended on raw this past absolutely. week. absolutely it got it got a very good video package and honestly coming event it elevated raw yeah it didn't need to be on it didn't need to be de- devalued on survivor series Correct. but it elevated raw it's just perspective, mm-hmm. Perse- perspective, perspective, and perception is reality. Yeah, and th- being in that position on Raw in a Raw feud, it made it have more meaning. Meaning. Yeah. 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 Uh, it's it's
0: one of those things where I think Triple H gets the idea of like your biggest feuds and your biggest stories, your things that are selling tickets that are that are garnering a lot of attention on social media consistently will make it to your premium live event slash pay per views. as it should be. Everything else can remain on TV.
1: Yeah, not everyone needs a participation trophy on paper. Mm-hmm. And
0: I think he's he's like you have to be your story, your feud, your whatever has to be kind of hitting all the metrics to gain, you know, that spot one of those five or six spots on a premium live event now.
1: Yeah, and why was Sammy the storyline of this this this, this card in the show? He's destroyed he it. it. Yeah, he's
0: been killing Cause
1: he, it. Because he because he, he earned it, dude. He's incredible. <laughs> yeah, he's he's. I mean, think about where he was at WrestleMania with with Steve with uh, Johnny Knoxville to where he is now.
0: Even the Johnny Knoxville spot was great. I loved that story. Yeah, it was a
1: phenomenal <laughs> match. It was a good story, and he made it work. Yeah, this guy its its it's a, it really is a testament to Sami Zayn for how fucking talented he is.
0: He's one of those people which I talked about last week. It's like he just knows when to tweak his character. And did you did you watch him on Broken Skull Sessions? No, I did not.
1: Watch him, because he's very humble as well. No, no, he
0: is. I've heard him on the New Day podcast. He's very humble, uh, He's and he, he just loves the sport.
1: Yeah, and the, the episode was recorded, like, right when he started with Roman. So he's like, I hope it can go somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> he's, like, he's like, as for now, I'm having fun. I just kind of hope it, I hope it can go somewhere. And it did. So I
0: want to I read to you this quote that actually just came up today. Um, and it says...
1: Is that Mr. Fretz? The Mr. Fretz?
0: The Mr. Fretz is here, actually, yes.
1: What's up, buddy? How are Um,
0: you? Love you. So the quote says, Sammy is a vital part of a whole thing, and he's never been a bigger star. How can you not enjoy this? It's great storytelling. Who did that quote come from? It's great story. Ooh.
1: I don't know. Who did that come from?
0: It's the ultimate honor any wrestler can get in the modern era. It came from The Undertaker. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> yeah There you go Yeah, it's, it's And honestly, seal, honestly yeah.
1: Like this This isn't a match You would see In AEW No You wouldn't see it And on the But on the flip side Um We're gonna pivot over to Eventually to Finn Balor and AJ Oh yeah People called that People called that match Boring Because they were expecting An AEW match It's
0: a New Japan match In disguise If That's If, if, if anybody it. If you actually really looked at yeah. it Yeah
1: I mean, we'll, we'll we'll
0: get there when we get there, but yeah.
1: That, that's yeah, that's a great point. I mean, which that match, fucking rocked.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it it is it is pretty crazy. And this 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 picture here should be autographed by every member of the bloodline. Yeah, it's a great that's picture. A Honestly, photo. dude,
1: I'm I'm becoming more and more of a fan of Solo Sokoa, and I totally believe Jey Uso, Jey Uso could have a
0: singles run. He is, yeah, he's made a bench so He proved it again last night. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah,
1: him and him and him and KO had a great match. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It was one of those things. It was like when the pandemic was really in full effect and you know, they were still doing like the uh the Thunderdome, which I kind of miss. I just love that tech from the Thunderdome. Yeah, it
1: was just so cool. <laughs> uh, and, and Apollo Crews had a title. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. Which I, I miss Nigerian Apollo Crews. I was yeah. I was a really fan of him. Um I I just love the accent and everything and this whole thing. Like it it for me it worked. Um, But Jay really proved himself in the last couple years as a solo star Because Jimmy was, remember Jimmy had like He fucked up his ankle or something And he couldn't go And so it was literally yeah. just Jay
1: Yeah, yeah, Jimmy Jimmy had a DUI and an ankle
0: Yeah <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah Yeah, no, Solo was the right move uh, This, god, this is
1: I, I but solo, solo doesn't do much, he doesn't even wrestle that much He's probably wrestling on the house he's shows a heavy. Which is yeah, he's a, he's kind of a heavy. Like everyone's bigger than him. Like he, he's the enforcer, but he's the smallest one there. I he's
0: mean, Nikki Cross. He's a meatball. Yeah, Nikki Cross was the enforcer for sanity.
1: Yeah, but well, that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> and I,
0: I'll I'll put, I'll put this out there too, and I because I tweeted it out there as well. Sami Zayn is to the bloodline what Owen Hart should have been to the Nation of Domination. Wow, it's that's good because they're both Canadian. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's good. Yeah. That's good. But that's exactly because, yeah, what...
1: Owen. Owen was kind of like, "What is he doing in the nation?" Mm-hmm. Yeah, I also kind of forget he was in the nation. Everybody forgets he
0: was in the nation. It was one of those random runs where it should have been bigger than what it was because you had a lot of great people in there, but it just didn't. It just didn't go off the way it should have. Um,
1: but where does where does this go from here though? Because KO said it on Raw too. He's just like, "Listen, Sammy, you
0: may be part of the bloodline, but you're not blood." Well, yeah, no, he's planting the seeds because I feel like eventually they are going to turn on Sammy. They have to. Yeah, they have. It's it's going to happen. Like I think, like look at this photo here. Roman and Jay are still eyeballing Sammy right now. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's be like why are you a bigger star than us? <laughs> yeah, eventually I think Sam's going to get too over. He's going to get too confident, and then he's going to get. He's gonna get destroyed, which will then make him the biggest baby face in the fucking business.
1: Yeah, he's gonna get put in his place.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what's gonna happen. He's gonna be the biggest baby face in the fucking business if he isn't already. Like, and he's just he's just gonna get he's just gonna get beat down. But I love where it's going right now. I love the I love the over enthusiastic hug between him and the Usos. Um, I love that now. Jay does the handshake. We've seen... Oh yeah, I love, their, love the
1: handshake. I love their handshake. Like Sammy getting all hyped up doing the handshake and hugging Jimmy or Jay. It's just like, dude, I loved, I want to learn that handshake. Yeah, we can we, we can do we, that. We
0: probably could. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, it it's great. I think Sammy and Kevin do have something down the road for them. Uh, I don't know what it is yet, but for right now, this is good that they are staying away from each other, and that seems to be what the story is right now. Yeah. Um, which is great. And I do love the callback that Sammy did when he kicked KO and he held him in his arms.
1: Yeah, that's what KO did. hmm <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. And he held And the sacrifice. Because they they didn't touch that whole match. Until, until the end Sammy. Yeah. Until until Sammy kicked him
0: in the dick. hmm Until the end. Um, and that that's that's all that's that's good storytelling. That's really good storytelling. Uh and I'm I'm proud of this. This is The Bloodline storyline has, in the past two years, has exceeded all of my expectations. This might be the greatest told story of the, easily the past five or so years.
1: Yeah, in in recent memory at least. Also, very interesting because the the women's match had all the high
0: spots. Because it needed to, this one needed to tell a story.
1: Yeah. This one didn't need the high spots. You know, they had the table spot, Mm -hmm. they had a few other spots. The, uh, the beats of the Ballon was really cool.
0: This one this uh, one needed to tell a story and it told a told the best story of a night. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, let's move over to the women, and I love this shot here because also I love the more we see Nikki Cross, the crazier she gets.
1: I I love the shorter uh, what's her name's pants get.
0: We are Ripley. <laughs> oh yeah, she she was my new favorite word. She is she was double cheeked up that fucking cake bro good lord now you see why dominic sticks around no
1: no kidding you see
0: you see them beat up beat up ray mysterio at thanksgiving that was beautiful
1: which i thought was so funny
0: beautiful it's so funny i also find it very interesting and it's also very giving of ray mysterio himself Ray, let's if we're all going to be honest with ourselves uh time catches up to everybody ray mysterio doesn't have that much time left in the ring that's a primetime before, man. He is willingly sacrificing his time, his TV time, and his effort to get his son over. <laughs> cheeky.
1: <laughs> yeah, of course. It's his fucking cute. Yeah, no, but oh, like, like,
0: but like, that's, I mean, I, I want to highlight that for Ray. Like, he could, yeah. Ray could hog the spotlight and be like, this is my final run, blah, 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 blah. But he is doing, he's doing the job for his son. And he's making sure his son is over, even though everybody wants to beat the shit out of his son, which is perfect. Which is why it works. Which is why it works. Yeah, yeah. It works. yeah but,
1: but back to this match, they had three jumps from the top of the cage. You got the Nikki cross here. The crossbody. You got the EO, of course. EO jumping. And- the crossbody, which was great, because it looked like she kind of face planted a little bit.
0: It looks like it hurt a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah <laughs> and then you
1: got, the, you got the finish with Becky.
0: Yeah, the now- leg drop. That's a funny the reason, story. The reason,
1: the reason they did this, this is per uh, Andrew Zarian and Matt Mens. So you know it's credible. Mm-hmm. Um, the reason they had all these high spots was one because the match needed, but two, they don't have any uh, highlight reels.
0: What do you mean? From
1: War Games. Like if yeah, you they, know if they, didn't have any video, they didn't have any video packages, and like they didn't. I guess they didn't want to use NXTs probably because it was on a smaller stage. I guess.
0: Oh well, yeah, because um, the uh, what was it? The EO spot was when they were at the uh, PC at the. Um,
1: no, they are in Chicago. No, no, we no, no, no. I'm
0: talking about the EO Trash Can. Oh. Trash Can Spot, they were in the um, Capital Wrestling Center.
1: Right. So, like, yeah, like, so they, they the, the production team wanted main roster highlights, like, Video, like video, so when they come and back and do
0: it again next year, they'll exactly. have more shit.
1: exactly. So they, they have video packages because there was no, you know, it's in the build up, there was no video packages
0: for war games, like at all. I didn't, I didn't really pay attention to it, probably because I, I was, i would seen the matches, so I like, I knew what it was, yeah, you know what it was, yeah.
1: because they, they, they didn't want to use WCW because it was from WCW. You know, the 90s, <laughs> yeah, and it was WCW, you know, Ric Flair's head bleeding, cool, <laughs> a 48 year old Ric Flair's head bleeding,
0: great, yeah, um. Yeah,
1: it knows. That's also a good point, Mister Fritz. NXT's participants are in their matches or in AEW.
0: Well, so like, not not really. I'm a lot of them, part- a lot of their w- participants. Dakota has been in all of them. EO, uh, me, well, Mia Florida with AEW for a hot second. But who besides Ember Moon, who's in AEW? Who else was in a was in a women's War Games match?
1: Oh, I'm just saying any War Games period, the entire undisputed era.
0: Oh well, yeah, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. But
1: I'm saying I'm saying it for men. They didn't have heels v- for men or women.
0: True. So yeah,
1: but yeah this match was, this match was fun. You know, this match was fun.
0: It was uh, fun. it was, was hard hitting A little
1: a little sloppy, a few botches here and there by EO, which is rare.
0: Yeah, I found that but, weird but she fucked up the handstand. But then again, EO always kind of looks like she's half drunk. So I was like, Eo, are you drunk right now? Yeah, I was like, Eo, you're usually so smooth. Yeah.
1: But um a few throws into the cage, like Bianca's Bianca's finish with Bailey in the cage was a little like, what?
0: (laughs) Yeah, I do love the fact that we. Whatever. I do like the fact that every time Dakota Kai gets in the ring, everybody tries to kill her.
1: Yeah, did you see that picture of her, like, wrapped up in the cage, like her knees (laughs) knees are touching her nose? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, that looks like it hurts.
0: She is. I feel like Dakota Kai is one very flexible, so she gets away with it. But, like, every time she takes a big fall, like, it looks devastating. Very, very devastating. I'm surprised that Bliss did not turn in this match, but the turn's coming.
1: Yeah, I mean you can you can you can hold it off, right? I mean yeah. the story here was Bianca and Becky and Bailey.
0: Yeah, and and even, everyone else is just there. Bliss also impressed me in the ring uh, in War Games as the first one. She had a lot of good spots, and she used her she used her athleticism to her advantage. Which was great. Like she looked like she wanted to be there. Uh, I loved the tease of Asuka and Io. They had a one on one for like two minutes. Yeah, I was like, ooh, yeah, that's gonna happen soon. That's what I really want. I want Asuka and Io just to go at it. Yeah, for a feud. Uh, Bianca feats of strength. Nikki Cross being crazy. Also, can we talk about Rhea Ripley getting bored and doing pull ups in the inside of the-
1: in the cage? <laughs> <Yeah>, she- <laughs> <laughs> like, what are you doing, Rhea? <laughs> <laughs> she's like, she's like Nikki's on top
0: alright let's do this <laughs> more space for me alright she's <laughs> one of those people who would just be like in the middle of like New York City and just like go up on like the crosswalks and just do pull ups for no reason uh, I loved it I loved everything about this match great way to kick off a show a lot of kendo sticks a lot of kendo sticks a lot
1: of yeah well women women to really only spin Keno kind of sticks because the the chairs are too heavy. <laughs> I, don't,
0: I don't see why. I love Mia Yim did a good job in her first War Games match officially. Yeah, everyone looked good. Yeah, Every, everyone looked good. And you know what it is? Everybody's getting a little bit more of their character. Like you know, kind of know what Mia Yim's character is. You sure as hell know what Nikki Ross's character is. I
1: I don't I don't like the Meechin whatever it is. Oh
0: Meechin me. Well it's it's Meechin Mia Yim. So it's like it's it's like Seth freaking Rollins.
1: Yeah, I just I don't. I don't. Doesn't hold the tongue. I personally, I don't know what it is. I don't like it. There's no reason I don't like it. I just don't. I like know it.
0: there was some confusion. I think last week that they wanted to switch her to Meechin, like officially just Meechin. No, you gotta call me. Yeah, and it, now it's Meechin Yim.
1: And I get it. It means crazy in Korean, mm-hmm. which fits because that's it's a good character for her. Yeah, but is this? I just, this this sound? It's a, it's a weird sounding word for me. You know
0: what? It, you know what? It needs to be like it needs to. She needs to have a different gear when she becomes Mechin. Oh, that could you work You know what I mean? Yeah,
1: like 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 a demon Finn Balor, sure.
0: Kind of. Or we're just like or well like she's she's going Meechin now or like instead of going crazy, she's going Mechin. Where you like yeah. it's kinda of like it's like there's Alicia Fox and then there's crazy Alicia Fox. Right. right, right. <laughs> you know, it, there's gotta be kind of a different gear when she kinda just loses her fucking mind. And, you know, we, yeah, we kind of cool. don't see I, – I would enjoy it as well. We kind of don't see that yet. Um, but good but good for her. Good for her. Good for everybody involved. Um, and then obviously the fallout from this, uh, Becky Lynch is a fucking star yet again. The way she kicked off Raw, amazing. It's going in a crowd. You think those, those plants are real people. Those are real people because uh, when she was talking to the guy, he actually – he saved the video. And he put it on ah, Twitter. cool. Of her cool. of, of her talking to him about stuff and about the shirts and everything. I love Becky's new shirt. I don't know why, but I love all the colors.
1: That's cool. But
0: Becky's a star. Uh, in the press conference, Becky was asked, uh, "How do you feel about your first match back being Worgen?" She's like, "Well, to be honest with you, my ass hurts, but but otherwise, <laughs> <else>, I'm fine." <laughs> yeah, I
1: mean, uh, it's good. It's good to see the man back. I mean, I, I her her heel run had some hot and cold points for me. I didn't like her.
0: Oh, big time. I'm, big time Vex is something that's going to be more appreciated, I think, as years go by.
1: That's you know, I respect her for wanting to tweak a character. Mm-hmm. I mean, we talk, character tweaks have been a big theme around here lately. Yeah. But, you know, the man still had some juice in it. And it still does. And then do a tweak.
0: Yeah, no, her... Um, I think her promo work was really good as big time Bex too, as well. Uh, but her, her going through the crowd and t- literally just talking to people... Which yeah. is something you never like. That's something you see when the when the uh, when the cameras go off. I mean, yeah, like Austin would talk to the yep. crowd, Cena would talk to the crowd, but you you never see that on TV. Which I thought was awesome. And then them fighting and now the feud moving forward is something we another thing from the Four Horsewomen that we have not seen. Becky Bailey. Becky Bailey. Which bring it on. They're both at great. They're both at great levels in their characters. It's gonna it's be. It's a shame
1: Bailey needs to eat another loss. <laughs>
0: but I like I like her losing because it fuels her being more of a heel bitch, and if and if that fuels her screaming at Michael Cole more, I'm all for it. She needs heat
1: though. She needs some heat.
0: I'm mm, I'm must- saying you can't take out Becky because she just got back. Um, so you can't do that. You got you got to do something. I don't know. Who knows but it also the interesting thing coming out of that press conference as well I'm gonna go reverting back to the pressure a couple more times because there was a lot of great information there's
1: me on the bone No, there
0: was a lot of great information that was released because they let them shoot for the most part during the presser, which I thought was really cool um so apparently Becky was supposed to go home for like her brother's fiftieth birthday or something when she got the call to do war games. <laughs> That's pretty loud. Yeah. And she was like, all right, I'll do war games and then Triple H said like three days later, she's like, Oh yeah, can I just jump off the top of the cage? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, okay okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'll do you one better. It's the finish. <laughs> so so cool shit like that happens. Um there's a like I said, there's a lot of good stuff that was revealed uh by Triple H and and company and that uh I know we talked about the pressure A lot being... There was a lot of journalists. So Byron Saxon hosted the presser, number one, which is interesting. Byron hosted the presser. Um, They had news outlets that sent in questions beforehand. Like if they couldn't send people to Boston, they sent stuff to WWE beforehand to have have the people answer.
1: I think a lot of press conferences in general are like that. Mm -hmm. That's one thing I've learned working in media. A lot of the questions are... Like especially in news, yeah, a lot of the questions are known ahead of time, yeah, um, which pisses me off. But it is what it is.
0: But then they also had Bleacher Report was there. A couple of local Boston news affiliates were there. Issa was there. The marks were there too. Yeah,
1: you told me. You told me Issa and uh... Chris the
0: B from those wrestling girls was also there. Yeah, they and they were they were they were allowed to ask questions. So it was a, it was some Mark Media. I'll call them Mark Media. They vetted the Marks? They, That's good, they, though. Well, they also they vetted Marks that we've also vetted as well. So I, that gives us a little bit more credibility, too. I mean, Scoop Scoop Satin wasn't Satin there? Satin was not there, no. Not that I saw. Um, but it was nice to see that from a personal standpoint. It's nice to see that people that we've known and try to help support and bring up from the pat from the years that we have been doing this and personally know, like we we personally know Issa. We've hung out with Issa, we've chilled with Issa, to finally see somebody like Issa and also those wrestling girls get get their due as credible credible and knowledgeable fans of wrestling that now work the media. And them getting a chance to kind of live out something that I would love like I would love to sit in the presser and just ask Triple H questions. Yeah, you know, know what really
1: I mean? Cool. I, I did see if <laughs> Issa asked um, Triple H if they're going to do a show in Latin America well, she did, or South America. She,
0: didn't, she did not say uh, Puerto Rico or Latin America. She said, where else do you want to, like, where are you going to expand? Triple H was like, yeah, we're going to go fucking everywhere that we can. Was like, if you, Dude, he was like, if you have gonna, an interest. They're going to go to Mexico. Well, no, Triple H specifically said, be on the lookout for Puerto Rico. He said that, he blatantly said that at the end of, at the end of his uh, answer to Issa. I wonder if Triple H knows Issa. It's like, I know she's Puerto Rican. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell. With he kind of said like a Tucker King, <laughs> like, t- like he might have already known. But, like, so think about this. They're going to, like, if they do a Puerto Rico show, which will be nuts, it's going to be it's gonna be a Puerto Rico show featuring Bad Bunny. You know it's going to happen.
1: Hey, hey, hey man. Issa, Issa is a beautiful woman. Have Issa walk Bad Bunny down the ring? <laughs> <laughs> she would lose her shit. <laughs> Like have 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 Issa be one of like Bad Bunny's. like she's part of the, she's part of the entrance.
0: <laughs> there's a bunch of Puerto Rican women, and Issa's just front and center. Oh my god! <laughs> Issa's, like fighting off all the other women.
1: <laughs> I mean, Isa. Lo- I know. I know. I know. Isa loves Puerto Rico, but she loves Bad Bunny way more.
0: <laughs>
1: her like she's probably the top 0.1 percent of people who listen to Bad Bunny in her Spotify rap.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. So shout out to Isa. Shout out to Chris to and those wrestling girls. Like shout out to Issa. I, and also shout out to those wrestling like i said it's good to see you know some of our people who i consider like common people who are just fans starting to progress and make waves and have an influence on the product which is awesome and it was also a good moment in the triple h press conference spot that isa i think put on her tiktok i it was on her tiktok i remember as well so byron was about to cut off the presser early and triple h is like well Number one, I'm in charge. <laughs> and number two, I've noticed, Byron, that you've been had, you've allowed all these men to ha- get questions asked while this woman here, which you pointed to Issa in front, has had her hand up the whole time, so she's going to get the last question. Oh. He called up Byron's bias <laughs> in front of him. What an, a- what an asshole, <laughs> Byron. <laughs> you know, so that's how Issa got her question. Issa was the final question of the presser which is uh which is pretty wild so thank you triple h for that and giving isa that moment because she's still probably losing her mind from it (laughs) you know like (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah that's that's crazy uh so as you move along uh will i'm just going to uh leave this here uh so uh do you wanna you wanna just you wanna talk about that
1: yeah, man, talk about talk about the fastest man ever from coming out of a burial. I didn't I didn't see this coming. First, let me state. I am so happy that he won this title. And don't get it twisted. I have always been a giant Austin Theory fan. Uh, I still think his Evolve run is the best run he's ever had, but this is gonna eclipse it well and at this rate, it's gonna eclipse it by tomorrow. So yeah, this match was outstanding. This, this if, if the main event wasn't so good, this would have been match of night for me. Um, this had Seth's fingerprints all over it. Great finish. And yeah,
0: shout out to Austin Theory, man. Well deserved. You know what it is with this as well with Austin Theory? Not buried, not buried anymore. That's a damn story. <laughs> um, number one, this is when I see Theory now in the last three or so weeks, I see Evolve Theory. Yeah, I'm like, oh my God, this is the evolved theory that got heat every time he opened his fucking mouth because we just hated him that much. And he knew it and he fed off of it. And what's different about the Austin theory that we've seen in NXT and in during pandemic times when he was with Seth, um, as well as that he has more of his, he has more of his own voice. He's not trying to be this kind of snobby character that was created for him. He is being more of his natural heel self that he grew on the Indies, and especially in Evolve, that people gravitated towards. I see I see
1: Randy Orton. Okay. With, 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 with this version of theory, okay. it has a very, very high Randy Orton, like 2008 vibes. Mm-hmm.
0: And it's it's like it's, like you said, it's a brilliant finish. I did not see the finish coming, no one did. As you can see when they panned around the entire crowd, yeah. no one saw. That I coming. laughed, I laughed so hard when I watched it
1: because I, I did. K. Murphy did spoil it for me, but shout out to K. Murphy. But uh, when I saw the finish, I just I laughed. I, I just, I laughed, and I laughed, and I laughed, and I laughed. Because the whole crowd was like, what the fuck? And I was like, I love it. Also, Bobby Lash like, didn't really go for a spear. He kind of went for a roll-up.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, his spears are usually rolls anyways.
1: Are they? Like, he
0: rolls, he rolls, he rolls, spe- he, like, he does a spear and a roll at the same time, so he's not landing flat. He like, kind of uses momentum. Gotcha. You know, um, but here's an interesting thing. This is back from the pressure. So, Triple H addresses the Austin Theory thing. Okay. So, which, which is, this is how I know Triple H listens to everything. So Triple H on the Austin the- on Austin Theory in particular during the press conference. Unfortunately for Theory, his career was dead two weeks ago. Now it's resurrected. I guess next week he'll be walking on water.
1: Uh, that's funny. <laughs> that's pretty great. Oh. MJF just unveiled a new custom AEW title with a Burberry, Burberry S- scarf like strap. Triple
0: Ew. B burgundy. Triple B Burberry belt looks cool. Fred's, uh put in Discord a yes, photo please. of it, please. Send a,
1: send a picture of it.
0: Dude, I'm not going to lie. Uh, <laughs> someone
1: at work today was wearing one of those Burberry scarves, like the exact one from MJF. I was like, huh, Plainview?
0: <laughs> 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 I, wanted, I wanted to go up there and be like, so, you a fan of Maxwell Jacob Friedman. <laughs> Honestly, I almost, I ha- I used to have a Burberry scarf, but I do not have one anymore. Uh, it looks super comfy. They, it's a scarf. Scarves are, scarves. scarves are not comfy. The scarves are just scarves, to me at least. You know, it's. I don't like, it's, it's, I don't like There's scars. nothing special really about it. Uh, let's move on from this to uh, the New Japan match of the night, which is literally a New Japan match. Especially, here's how I know it was a New Japan match. Did you see their bodies afterwards? I was gonna say, did
1: you see the scarring?
0: <laughs> yeah, I was when I was on my party with Charles. I was like, oh, because I was like, oh, they were hitting each other, hitting each other. Yeah, they went
1: for <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They held nothing back.
0: What a, this is like? All right. For me, if you wanted to show somebody what, like, a pure professional wrestling match was, I'd show them this match. You know, and what what sold it for me is that they got the other outside shit out of the way early. Like, the OC came in and took the Judgment Day out. You know what I mean? And they went to the yeah. back.
1: Went to, went to the crowd. Yeah, yep. they went
0: to the crowd. That got out of the way, and, they were, and AJ and Finn were able to just have a pure professional wrestling match.
1: It was believable. It was very believable. Yeah, I mean, my thing with this, listen, there's nothing wrong with the match. The match was great. No. I, under, I understand how people say it's boring because, again, I think they had this. Ex- I, I had a high expectation. I had an AEW expectation. Mm-hmm. I didn't get it. Uh, there's nothing wrong with the match. Match is art form. I problem with the match is come WrestleMania or come next year, I'm like, oh, yeah, they had a match. I'm going to forget about it. Mm. And that, that could be on me. It could just be the state of wrestling, but I'm going to forget about this match. There's also nothing, there's also was, nothing on the line for this match as well. That, there's no stakes. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's another point to it, too. Like, we remember AJ Cena. We remember AJ Kevin Owens Cena. right? We remember Seth Finn Balor. We mm. remember all these Classic matches things we've been for purse things we haven't yeah this one i'm gonna I just know I'm gonna forget about it
0: yeah there was there wasn't really anything on line besides pride, which is fine. What I did enjoy about this match in particular was number one the match it, the match in general great finish. great finish number two AJ Styles coming out in his bullet club like mask from New Michael Japan. Michael Cole also mentioned And the that Bowl was my club. third thing Michael Cole went through. A really, really concise yet, um, yet quick history of how the Bullet Club came to be. Yeah, which I don't think has ever been done before in WWE TV.
1: They've never mentioned the words Bullet Club.
0: Yeah, and Michael Cole like went and, went pretty in depth about it at the beginning of the match, which is great. And that's what I, I mean, you have to. But that's what that's I loved story. about Michael Cole. That's yeah, the story. Yeah, <laughs> he told you what this was. He, I mean, that's what that's what essentially they were fighting club fighting for. Um, yeah, but. The fact that Michael Cole was able to, to, do it so openly, is something that we've never seen before. But also, not only that. Go ahead. You, yeah. didn't need to, you didn't need to tell Michael Cole that. He knew that. You can tell he knew it too. Like that,
1: that line that wasn't fed to him. He wasn't smartened it beforehand. He just knows that. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I actually do like that. Okay, except for Mr. Fritz, I actually do like the strap right
0: here. It's that's not bad. It looks kind of funky. I got to get a better fit photo of it.
1: It's, it's, it's like a worn leather It's like shoe leather It's a sh- brown shoe yeah, leather Yeah I gotta see
0: the whole thing Yeah it's pretty I like yeah. it Yeah But also with Cole talking about all of that It helps to legitimize professional wrestling and sports entertainment as a, as a whole industry
1: Yeah it's it's important to know that life exists outside of WWE and
0: the world of wrestling And that these guys do stuff outside of the world of Outside of WWE
1: And that people care Yeah And like the wrestlers care Mm-hmm. Like that part, that 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 one little line probably meant a lot to both AJ and Finn because it's theirs, it's their history as well. Probably so means a lot to
0: New Japan too. That as well. You <laughs> want to keep that relationship open too. You know, especially when NXT goes over to Japan, which is going to be in the very foreseeable future. Yeah, <laughs> you know, you want to keep that relation open, but it's it's good. Like it's good for business all around because obviously we're getting into Wrestle Kingdom season, which is going to be at the end of. December, January? December. 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 It's December
1: into January. Yeah, You're
0: beginning right. of beginning of January end of December, like something like that. Um, which there are some good things on that card, which we'll talk about when it gets closer to that time. But it's it's good to it's good to hear them talk about these things so freely because it's a part of wrestling history like AJ Styles, Finn Bálor, Cody Rhodes, Kenny Omega, the Bucks aren't household names without the Bullet Club and the internet. <laughs> you know, but they had to they had to start somewhere and they started getting their fame once they all joined the Bullet Club. Yeah. Yeah, Generation Me wasn't shit before the Bullet Club. Yeah. <laughs> exactly, they weren't. They weren't. Kenny Omega was nobody. You know, they joined the Bullet Club, they went to New Japan, they were tearing it up, the internet helped spread the word. You know, to to casual hot topic also helps spread hot the topic word. as well so like selling the selling the merch. <laughs> it does look like <laughs> emo <laughs> merch, yeah. yeah every, every hot topic and <laughs> Spencers across the country. <laughs> but yeah, but yeah. So it, it's very important that we know the history of where these guys came from outside of WWE. Like AJ Styles was still AJ Styles as you had his old Impact run and stuff as well. However. You know, imagine if Michael Cole was able to tell all of those stories when AJ first came. You didn't need to because he was AJ Styles was just so big, yeah. At the time, people knew him anyway. You, yeah. yeah, but to add that little emphasis, it's, it just makes everything that much better. Yeah, it's it's
1: cool. It's cool things with stuff like for people like us.
0: Yeah, yeah, I I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. So shout out to that. Uh, so let's move on uh, to. Yep, we're gonna talk about womp, it. Womp. <laughs> womp, womp. We're talking about the SmackDown Women Championship match, uh, Shotzi and Ronda. Which I will—I I, want to start out with a positive here a little bit. Um, it was quick. It was quick. That's not the positive I wanted to bring <laughs> up. Um, the positive here is that if you look at this, if you take the botches out of it, and you see what they were trying to go for, it looks like they were trying to tell a pretty interesting story. Um, with everything involved and the way that the match was constructed, it looked like they wanted to put something together that wasn't too complex uh, but would have given a lot, it had a, a lot of good high spots and a lot of good storytelling to help push uh, MJF just jumped Regal, ooh that's different, Um, to help push kind of the narrative along because this is something that's going to continue to have probably lead to maybe even a Royal Rumble match. The only problem is that Everybody got taken out of it as soon as Ronda forgot how to take a DDT on the apron. Uh, uh, yeah, and that it, that just hurt the match. I was like, Ronda, how did you, how did you fuck up her apron DDT?
1: Dude, I don't know what it is, but Ronda Rousey has lost all of her star power.
0: It's gone, which is so all weird because, like, when she like her, I want to say like when she's in resting holds and she's pandering to the crowd and like she does a lot of those little counter Just talking, those kind of you something like okay this is a good character that we can work this off of but it's like the other core wrestling spots like that apron ddt should have been a great flawless spot in the match that helped to give Shotzi some hope and then you know shayna comes in and helps up ronda blah, blah, blah and ronda still wins but the fact that ronda kind of it seemed like she wasn't ready to take the spot Which is crazy to think. Because if you look at it, she holds on to the rope at the last second. Her knees, her legs don't fall. You're like, your legs are supposed to fall out. Yeah. You know, and flatten. And instead her knees buckle in and it just, like, it looks bad. Real bad. I don't know what that talking was backstage. Like, she didn't, they didn't have even Ronda or Shachi do a presser either. Um, It was a very controlled press conference of people that they brought out. But it just looked it looked bad and it's it's disheartening so for me yeah, well, you know,
1: she's, she's just not a draw for me
0: you know what it is i was watching this um i forgot what i was watching uh it might have been a clip or something uh talking about ronda oh i was watching this is awesome and they were talking about Besta uh, debuts yeah and they, they brought up the ronda debut which is an awesome debut by the Great way, m- minus whatever Dave, whatever Dave was pissed about at the time. Remember Made that whole argument? him! No.
1: stole uh, still stole moment. stole Oscar spotlight. I was like,
0: no, but okay. Well, I mean, <laughs> you know, no, no,
1: because <laughs> she was in the ring with her. Oscar <laughs> wasn't left laying. Like,
0: <laughs> yeah, um, it was that, and Charlotte said it, I think, on on the doc or on the series, saying that Rhonda's an attraction, which is good. Rhonda is an attraction. I like she is that category of sports entertainer and she's an attraction like Roman Reigns and Brock and Cena are now attraction level superstars. And that's what you is should
1: she, is she overexposed? Is that it? Well is she on I, TV too well, much?
0: Well here, here's what I'm getting to. She's an attraction which is good, um, and that's great and stuff. However, Roman Reigns, Brock Lesnar, The Rock are all attraction and John Cena but they also had a foundation of knowing how to actually wrestle for a considerable amount of time. Like they built up to being an attraction, right? You know, where Rhonda came in as an attraction with minimal wrestling experience had a hall of fame first year. Yeah. <laughs> hall of fame. Great. Rookie yeah. Year. Hall of fame rookie year. Like, where she, it wasn't just her being on shows. She was doing the live events. She was touring with everybody, which is what you're supposed to do. You're learning the business and everything like that. The issue is that, in mostly in a lot of sports, you can have a great rookie year, but that sophomore season, there's a reason it's called a sophomore slump. Ryan didn't have that sophomore slump. She left to go have a baby, and now she's back, and this is essentially her sophomore run. And now yeah. she's being exposed.
1: <laughs> yeah, she's very she's very exposed, you know.
0: And it's one of those, it's a great point. Yeah, she's she wasn't like you can do it for a year and be good at it, but like AJ Styles, Cena, Rock, these guys are doing it for years.
1: It's like yeah, it's like when she took the time off, she took all that time off. Like, yeah. she
0: won't. She was not training for wrestling. Like
1: she's probably still in shape. And of like, course, yeah, she's a world athlete. Yeah, doing stuff. A, like she's an athlete, yeah. right? And her husband's an athlete. Yeah. but she wasn't like in ring shape.
0: Correct. You know, and her character work needed help, which I agree her character work needed help a lot, but you got to have that in-ring skill as well. Yeah, dude, she, just forgot to cut, she forgot how to cut a promo. hmm You know. I mean, she's kind of getting better at it. She's getting better because is next to her.
1: Yeah. And give it time, I guess. I, I, I don't blame Shotzi for this. She was put in a no-win situation. She was trying. She was trying. She was. She was trying, you know. She can be a little sloppy at times as well, but...
0: Not her fault. The, DDT, the apron the April DDT moment was not her fault at all. Yeah, she had.
1: Oh, so you think you, those fans, when they fell over the fans, those plants.
0: Yeah, those. <laughs> 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 well, would you have kept your hands to yourself <laughs> if they, if 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 you were if you were on those in those uh, chairs? I. Those are definitely plants. I mean, if it was Shane on
1: top of me, I would have been like, ugh. But anyone else, I'm grabbing something.
0: Those are the. I had the. Honestly, I had the same conversation with Charles when we were watching the show. I was like, those are definitely plants. They had to be plants. Those are definitely plants. They even
1: sold, too. They were like rolling on the floor, like, ah, oh, my hip. <laughs> and there were three large men. So, yeah, they were definitely plants.
0: It would have been really interesting if they weren't plants and that just became a part of a show. Like, if you sit in these. <laughs>
1: Yeah, if, if they like they they just knew what to do instinctively.
0: Actually, that probably would have been us. We probably would have sold. Like, oh hell yeah, I would sold. have sold.
1: You're kidding me? I would have sold right to the corner, <laughs> <laughs> or at least backstage. I get to sit in gorilla. All right, for 30 seconds. They
0: were probably PC recruits, Mr. Fletcher. You're absolutely correct. Yeah, um, for sure. But even then, that's still kind of wild. Like, hey, you want to be on the show? All right, cool. Send me seats. What? You'll know what to do. <laughs> <laughs> You'll know when the time comes. That's like, um, what was it? And um, remember we had Gargano and Champa, and somebody was like, Johnny, take my sign, and had a, had a, there's a, a stop sign. sign. Yeah. <laughs> that was definitely a plant.
1: Oh yeah, you, you think, Where's the, How's a fan gonna bring a stop sign to the metal <laughs> what's that for you on you'll know you'll get it excuse me ma'am excuse me ma'am i'm a fan <laughs>
0: <laughs> or you know it would have been cooler because i don't know it probably was a plant i'd have to look back at the tape um but what if it like wasn't a plant per se this is just me because you'll we'll never know the story what if like because you know sometimes you know you'll have like stage crew or someone go up to a family and be like hey you want to be a part of a show blah, blah blah sign these things what do i have to do you know, like when you
1: that's that's possible. when you select somebody yeah.
0: out of a crowd, <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah, because that would also be cool. So like you go to a show and then like someone like, hey, I work for WWE. We're doing this spot. You want to help us out in the match or something? I'd be like, fuck, yeah. What do I got to do? Yeah. Hold this, <laughs> you know, hold this, you know, blah, blah, blah. When you know, you'll you'll know which would be pretty cool. That also would be really cool as well. Um, that baby with Montez Ford, that was planted. That baby was not planted. I know that was. Who picks a baby
1: to a wrestling event?
0: <laughs> also, yes. <laughs>
1: Someone who can't get a
0: sitter, I guess. <laughs> <But> <laughs> that baby's going to be the most famous baby in the world if they ever grow up. Um, but yeah, no, back to this. I'm. There's a lot of people who are calling for Rhonda to be fired. I don't think you fire Rhonda because that would be. Fired? Yeah. What do
1: you have your fucking mind? Yeah, no, you, fire her.
0: To, shut up. You give Rhonda more training. <laughs> you know ronald no, needs to be ronald just needs to be more consistent and developing and developing this this new more true to herself character uh,
1: dude she's still in the contract with all that money yeah
0: fire her shut up exactly you make ronald has to do a little bit more of a live event touring and stuff and things like that just to develop the character like when uh i know there's a story that miss talks about when he was learning how to cut promos on the on the microphone. He ch- he took every opportunity he could on live events to get maybe five minutes in front of a crowd just to, right. just to talk and figure out what he needs to do. And that's what Ronda... just needs seasoning. She needs seasoning. She needs time in that ring to kind of catch her flow. And probably a year or so from now, she'll be fine. You know. Um. But at this point, it looks bad. It looks bad in her. And she's going to need a lot, a lot of work to get... To where she needs to be, especially come WrestleMania season, because they're not going to do not going to do a Los Angeles WrestleMania without Ronda Rousey in that in that ring in some way, shape, or form.
1: Oh yeah, duh, dude, cool, I yeah. Know.
0: So it's going to be a little bit of a quick quick turnaround, but overall, War Games, holy shit, what a what a what a premium live event.
1: Yeah, it's an eight eight and a half. Yeah,
0: Boston crowd was great. The press conference I love. I want to see the press conference return for the Royal Rumble, WrestleManias obviously, and SummerSlam. That's the only time I want to see press conferences.
1: Yeah, big four. Yeah, maybe Money in the Bank.
0: Maybe Money in the Bank if they keep Money in the Bank as a concept.
1: Depending where they are for Money in the Bank. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, you know, and it's only and it's these limited press conferences because their press conference only lasted maybe forty or so minutes. You know, um, and it's a press conference. If you do Money in the Bank press conference, I would only have the Money in the Bank winners.
1: Yeah. No Tony Khan. <laughs> no Tony Khan. <laughs> <laughs>
0: No Tony Khan is also a good thing about the presser as well. So the first people there were Sammy Zayn, like Roman into the presser was Sammy and Paul Heyman. Which is really cool. Oh god. Well, well here's a great thing. Paul Heyman didn't speak really. He let Sammy do a lot of the speaking. And Paul Heyman just would add emphasis to whatever Sammy was saying if he needed to. Which was which was brilliant. And, and I you learn a funny fact about Sami Zayn. So Sami Zayn's first experience to wrestling was Survivor Series 97 in Montreal.
1: Really? <laughs> yeah. What, a, what an introduction. <laughs>
0: yeah. That's the first wrestling show he ever watched.
1: Most successful Survivor Series, the highest buy rate on pay-per-view, at is t- uh, 98, yeah. Deadly Games. Deadly
0: Games. Deadly mm-hmm. Games! So, Corporate Rock. Oh, yes, correct. Deadly Games Tournament.
1: Yeah, destroyed Vin- McFoley Mick- for the first time. Yeah,
0: yeah, that did happen. Alright, so let's move on. Again, Survivor Series War game's great. Let's move on to NXT real quick and to Will's favorite Favorite, favorite, favorite um new match, Iron Survivor. Do you remember the rules of Iron Survivor? I bet you don't.
1: Kind of, there's a penalty box. <laughs> there is a
0: <laughs> two people start. Mm-hmm.
1: Right, Every five minutes a new person comes in to his five people and it's the most pinfalls wins. If you get pinned, you go in the penalty box for 90 seconds. How long is the match? 25
0: minutes. I believe you are correct. Let's look at these official rules again. Uh, Wow, that's a picture of Gigi Jolton, which is great. Uh, Always a big fan. Yeah. Always a big fan. Uh, let me look at these Iron Survivor rules real quick. By the way, the Iron Survivor panel, so they brought in <laughs> they brought in Hall of Famers to sol- to do like essentially a selection show for both for all of the Iron Survivor people. So who was on Do you know who was on this who was on this panel? Uh Derek Jeter? No.
1: Don Mattingly
0: N- and Don Zimmer. No. None of them. None of them at all. So you had uh X pac obviously. Road Dog. Road Dog again.
1: DX minus
0: Billy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> DX minus Billy. Alundra B- the, ghost,
1: the Ghost of China. Alundra
0: Blaze was also on there as well. Alundra Blaze, a.k.a. Medusa.
1: Cool.
0: Um, and Molly Holly.
1: Good old Molly Holly. Which
0: I love Molly Holly. Um, I think she's all- I don't know why Molly Holly's not a coach for them because she could wrestle, wrestle. I think she
1: doesn't want
0: to. Yeah. That's true. Um, also, have you seen Dominic Dijakovic come back? I have. I have you not. You haven't seen Terminator Dominic? <laughs> no. Terminate, or uh, it's actually Dijak. He's going by. He's not going by Dijakovic. He's going by Dijak.
1: Oh, he's back to he's got his guy's real name again. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Good for him. Yeah. Welcome back to world of the living,
0: sir. <laughs> how's
1: uh, How's How's Reggie doing with this like Swifty gimmick?
0: We're not talking about
1: that. I <laughs> refuse. <He's laughs> that bad? So
0: bad. You never saw that the video. Bad. <laughs> no, I didn't need to. I saw the picture you sent me. <laughs> I yeah, no. Has he been seen since? I didn't w wa- I went to I actually went to the movies last night, so I did not watch last night's NXT. Oh, what'd you see? Uh, we'll talk about it on the post show. I saw Glass Onion. Was it was it Glass Onion? How was it? We'll talk about it on the post show.
1: Okay. I heard it was cheeks and it was ass. <laughs> I've also heard it's amazing, so I don't know who to believe
0: so here we go the iron survivor people in the men's match you have uh grayson waller you have carmelo hayes you have crazy ass joe gacy um you have uh jd mccoy uh yeah J- or formerly jordan devlin but jd mccoy and then you are going to have this wild card who no one knows yet for this uh it's be reggie <laughs> Stop it. That's got to be Reggie! (laughs) Stop it. (laughs) Stop it. Uh, I swear. He comes (laughs) out with a fake Paul Bear (laughs) and everything in flames come out. Oh, no! Oh, my God. That's hysterical. That I
1: hope it's Jeff Jarrett for real though. God, I
0: hate Jeff Jarrett. But
1: Tyler Bay would be cool. Tyler I'd Bay be would press. be a good one.
0: Um so you're you're pretty much right on the rules. Two superstars start start every five minutes. Someone else will enter, most falls to a finish. If you lose, if you lose you go into the penalty box for ninety seconds.
1: Dude, if you tickle the penalty box, I think it's a lot better. But where would you hold them? This
0: if you get pinned that you get pinned. That just becomes like it. It almost becomes like a scramble then.
1: Yeah, the scramble is cool.
0: I did like the scramble.
1: Uh, The scramble. I think. I think everyone started at once with the scramble.
0: Yeah. So this one is intervals. This is intervals. Yeah. The penny box is just—it's too confusing. It's too many clocks. That is also an issue. I don't know how they're going to do that. That is very true. I still don't know, and I think they—I don't know if they ironed it out. No pun intended. I still don't know when the 25 minutes starts. Like, if it was... If they do it war game style where the 25 minutes don't start until, you know, that person... Until the last dude, person... Dude, that'd, that'd be such a long... That's, that's an hour match, dude. That's so that long. That is very true.
1: It's It's gotta be... It's gotta start after the first two come in. Because it's two minutes, three more. That's 15 minutes. Yeah. Right? So you got, so you got 10 minutes left with, with all five of them in there.
0: True. Um. So... We're so, I mean, yeah, it's going to be rough. So, deadline's going to happen. J.D. McDonough, my fault, is uh Jordan Devlin's real name. J.D. McDonough, who's, who's doing great character work as a fucking psychotic heel next to Joe Gacy. Um... And so, in the women's match, also as well, again, there is another wild card spot, which we don't know who the wild card is going to be. But in the women's match, we have Zoe Stark, who finally came back from her knee injury, uh, Cora Jade, who's actually dating Braun Breaker in real life, uh, Roxanne Perez, everybody's favorite little Munchkin, and Kiana James, who I'm very surprised is going to be in this match as well, because I feel like she's a little bit green, and also a wild card. Although Kiana James does have a great look to her, I will tell you about. It. Like, we'll look up Kiana James. And tell me what you think. K I A N A M and James. How do you spell James? Really? I was kidding. I was <laughs> about to say. Yeah. So this is also. I don't know how I feel about this. Like I'm going to tune in because this is next week. Um. Oh, her. She's married. Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> okay, hold on. I just see blah blah blah. Yeah, she's muscular. She's fit. Okay, so she's she is fit. Oh, she's cute. And that's, she looks like a
1: girl. She looks like a girl from Hostra.
0: Really? She does look like a Hostra girl. Um all right, so the wild cards are gonna be determined um in triple threat matches next week. So it's not gonna be a true wild card, and Andre Bete isn't um, Tyler Bates isn't one of them. So uh the men's wild card slot is gonna be against Von Wagner versus axiom who you obviously don't know it's a max person a masked person and then andre chase of chase you which is still my favorite thing in the world um and then the women's wild card slot is going to be between wendy chu uh fallon henley and indy hartwell which will be very very interesting to see uh um, nikita Lyons, where's my girl i'm surprised nikita Lyons isn't in this to be honest with you uh I and mean, she's she's just all over instagram that's for sure <laughs> I'm still, I still think Xia has the better Instagram these days. Xia also is all over Instagram. Yeah. She's like, hey, look at my ass in the gym. I'm like, okay. <laughs> she's scary fit, though. Like, I would not want to fight her. Yeah, not at all. <laughs> not going to lie. Uh, but, yeah, also, didn't you say uh, Mandy Rose just broke 400 days as champion?
1: 400 days as champion. I saw that today on Facebook.
0: That's pretty wild. I do know. I always, I always forget she's in the company. Because you don't watch NXT, that's why she's doing good stuff with toxic attraction. I'm interested to see when they bring her back to Raw and/ or SmackDown, because to be honest with you, I think she's done a lot of what she could do in NXT.: Yeah, she learned how to work. She learned how to work, she learned how to work at crowds, she's better at promos, and I want her to. Keto Lions is so fucking curvy. She is. I want her to bring NXT. I want her to bring that persona back up to Raw or SmackDown. Uh, I probably would say SmackDown. Um, and I think I would love to see all of Toxic Attraction, on, toxic attraction on SmackDown as well. Cause I think Because I, I think you have enough for Raw. Yeah, SmackDown needs help. Yeah, I think you need, I think you need to bring some, some, some heat on SmackDown. Uh, which I think would be good for them. But also the more women you do, the more the more they need that secondary title. Or at least a title that's defended on TV. You know, so for instance, like if you want to keep like your world titles being defended specifically on premium live events and have like a secondary title equivalent to like a US or an intercontinental title and just have them defended on TV, like a women's television championship or something like that, I think that would work for them. But the, the WWE still has this issue, uh, I believe, Will, where it's. They do, they're starting, they're, their women's roster is starting to grow at a very rapid pace, and there's only minimal things to fight for, and the tag team championships aren't doing it. Is this NXT or WWE? WWE.
1: Yeah, like, like you have this Becky, Becky Bailey feud, right? Mm-hmm. It's kind of like, who cares?
0: You know, it, it works because it's Becky and Bailey, and they're, they're already names.
1: Right, but who's Bianca going up against?
0: That's the issue. Who that's yeah, a, that's
1: an issue. Well Bianca's
0: wanna go up against. Who knows? I know Bianca <laughs> Who are the tag titles gonna go up against? <laughs> They're tag titles. Oh <laughs> <laughs> Bianca came out in the pressure officially and did say she wants to beat all the four horsewomen and the only one left she has to beat is Charlotte.
1: Charlotte. I mean Charlotte's coming back. So she
0: actually said she either wants she wants to face Rhea and or Charlotte at Mania.
1: No, Charlotte's the match.
0: No, I know Charlotte's. I think Rhea's Rumble. Charlotte is Mania.
1: Yeah, I want honestly. I wouldn't mind seeing Rhea versus Ronda. I like that. I mean, they're both
0: heels, though. That wouldn't work. Yeah, Ronda can't play. I don't think Ronda. Would, I will. Oh, sorry, it's Becky Ronda. Duh. Yeah, because they never got their one on one.
1: Dude, here's the thing, though. Will people care
0: for Becky Ronda? Yeah. Yes, because Becky will make him care. I I trust Becky to tell the story.
1: I, d- I do as well, but she's going to completely overshadow Rhonda.
0: I think that's the idea.
1: Like if she exposes Rhonda even more, hmm. you're looking at middle. Oh, of card, you night mean one. like?
0: Oh, you mean expose her like in the ring?
1: Like everywhere. Mm-hmm. In all aspects.
0: That is the so that is like, the Rhonda dilemma. Where how do you?
1: Yeah, Be- Becky will make us care about her. Yeah, but can we make her care about Rhonda?
0: That is, that is an issue. How is Rhonda gonna make she us care? She can bury the fuck out of Rhonda. That's for damn sure. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Ronnie, I wanted to say Ronnie like all the time because I know I yeah. got under Rhonda's skin. Um, I, I I don't know. That's where Rhonda needs to. Like I said, Ronnie needs to start putting in a lot more work so that she doesn't have a match like that at war games happen again because next time she's going to have a match it's going to be at, at, at a premium live event it's going to be at the royal rumble
1: that's next PLE. Yeah, yeah and
0: that's insa- like that's not going to be a forgiving crowd <laughs> no, that's what that's <laughs> you know well that's two months from now it's like eight weeks yeah yeah so like she's she's got to pick it up and pick it up quick um because that performance was not what you'd expect out of a champion yeah it was bad and out of an attraction it was bad, you know. She's like she's just got to get more comfortable in the ring again. That that's that's really that's really what it is. Um, but I still think they they the more women you you start to bring up the roster, which is great. I'm all for it. Um, I also love Sarah Logan as the valet being Valhalla. Now is her name? That's cool. <laughs> uh, she is Valhalla, uh, but like, do you need something for these women on TV to fight for outside? Because like. Their names aren't big enough yet to attract the, the general populace. Yeah, Shotzi's getting there. Shotzi's getting there because they, they, they started investing more in Shotzi. Like when she was when Vince was around, they took away her tank and all of yeah. that stuff. She has to t- give her a, give her. They took her last name. Give her a year. Mm-hmm. No, she's she's got like she's creating her image, and I think that's why Triple H went with her for right now because he wants to start to build her.
1: And the talent's there on exactly. The talent's there on SmackDown. You got Shotzi, yeah. great talent. You got Lacey Evans, phenomenal character. You got Ziya Lee, who's a sexy and a badass and Chinese and different. Yeah. Right, checks a box. She's the first ever
0: Chinese signee, I believe.
1: Yeah. Um Who has got in that women's division?
0: Uh Zelina.
1: Oh, you got you got Zelina, who's a great valet. You got Raquel, yeah. who's been
0: not looking good. Not great lately, but she but she's there's still some of the build there.
1: It's talk talk about big fish in a small pond with NXT.
0: She, well, she, she, she has, was the one that got held back because remember they brought up Rhea and everybody else, and she was yeah, which is which is a total Triple H thing to do. There's always one person they held. But they, they had to hold it. They, they had to. Also, wouldn't have a division. And it was the right thing to do because it was
1: like <laughs> hey hey was, hey Raquel, this is your division. Yeah. And then they changed to the NXT 2.0, took the belt off her, and she faded away. Mm-hmm. She, and they called her up out of nowhere.
0: She's got to reestablish herself, which I think she can. She has a great. She's one, of the more pre- she's one of the more unique, she's one of the more unique, she has a unique presence. Yeah, she's big. She's big, she's huge, she's powerful, and she's just got to play what she did on NXT on a more consistent basis. She's, the problem is, they made did she, her. Did she, did, she a, did she have a face on NXT? I don't remember. It was a face run, but it was on the face. Reef? It was a face from, but it was under the premise of I'm a badass. Mm. Yeah, she's
1: like, she's like smiley. She's
0: smiley. Wa- she's, she's the rock. She's, she's, she's. she's you know, survive, like,
1: yeah, Hey, it's go out there and be, go out there and be Apollo Cruz. All
0: right. <laughs> yeah. No, she's, she's the rock when the rock first got there. Is that like, she's happy to be there. She's smiling. She's cool. on this happening baby face, which is a totally events move. Um, and yeah. she's getting rejected. I, I need the Raquel that was like throwing people through walls. Remember when she threw somebody through a wall? I do now. <laughs> now you mention it. Yeah. Didn't she locked like, Dakota kind of locker? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's the Raquel we need. She's still a she would still be a face, but like I need like Big Mommy Cool was what we were calling her on NXT Raquel.
1: Yeah, that's right. We were calling her Big Mommy, Mommy cool. cool. Yeah, <laughs>
0: yeah. And she was she was she was just cool ass giant. You know, it's a uh, Hispanic woman that just kicking people's ass. <laughs> you know, and she had the uh, chinkona bomb. Like her finisher is fantastic. I love her finisher. Yeah, power bomb. Yeah, a one arm power bomb. Yeah. <laughs> you know? It's a great finish. It's a great finish. It just there's nothing behind it yet. Yeah. You know, which is funny because actually her and Rhonda had a good match that, that one off that they had.
1: Yeah, and she like broke her elbow or whatever. Something like storyline. that, yeah.
0: Or four, four to six weeks. Yeah, so the car
1: Which, hey, that's fine. Yeah. We established her character. The character video the, packages the
0: characters are there in the women's division in SmackDown. They are. They're there. It's it's very obvious they're there. I mean it's very easy to have
1: Raquel bounce back. She comes back at the Rumble and just dominates. She, 10 she's one of those people that
0: she she becomes the uh, she's the one that clears house. Exactly. She becomes a person that clears house. A good performance at the Rumble will put it back on the map. Absolutely. Sure. You know. So the the character the characters her, and, are her all... and
1: we have a stare down.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right itself. The characters are there in the SmackDown Women's Division. You just have to develop those characters and need to get need to get more ring TV time. TV time. Yeah. yeah.
1: Give, you time. give them time. Give them time. It's
0: that. It's that simple. But like, they there is there's a good nucleus there of young Town that they can run with for a very very long time. So I'm 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 interested to see what they do. I know Lacey Evans has a bit on TV. I think she might have been re injured, um, but I know she she was start to come. Uh, there's no one wearing a bikini, dude. Um, but but I think she uh, I think when she does come back, I think she's. She's a gr- she'd be a great uh, addition to that SmackDown women's locker room it's because her- Lacey Evans should never be a babyface. Lacey Evans is a heel, fantastic. She
1: should also wear a bikini. This guy's.
0: A <laughs> I, I if you've seen Lacey Evans Instagram, she is she's fantastic. She.
1: I think the question is why isn't she wearing a bikini?
0: <laughs> Very true. Um, Lacey Evans, someone I would never want to never want to fight as well. She scares. no, she's a marine. She scares me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's she is she's a very efficient with the handgun and other guns as well. Uh but yeah, that's but terrifying. Yeah. But uh that's pretty much all we have this week. Yeah,
1: it's a good hour show. We always finish filling out hour twenty. We had hour twenty. Yeah, we did
0: about an hour twenty. So we did a good job. So As we do. Oh Jade is good job, Kay. Thank you, Kay. Yeah, thank you, thank you so much, Kimber. Kay, you have anything to say? Thanks, Kay. Thanks, Kay. Love you. Love you very much, Kay. Nailed it. Yeah. Nailed it. Nailed it. As always, Kay, thank you very much. Um, So, yeah, let's get the show on the road. Waiting for that audio. and gentlemen you have been listening to kings of the rings podcast episode number 318 r missed this i am your host king ricky rose you can find me in bachelor of Biggs across all media outlets bigz and bachelor of Biggs. find our show here kings of the rings podcast at kotr underscore podcast on facebook on instagram on twitter on youtube all over social media at again kotr underscore podcast, like, share, subscribe, please leave us some reviews, hit that thumbs up button if you may. The links to all of our stuff are in the description below, including a link to our merchandise website, which I revealed to you for the first time today. For the entire holiday season, all the way through the first seven days of January, everything on our merchandise store uh, is on sale for up to $25. Percent off using the code holiday. So please click on our merchandise store, buy yourself some great merch for you and your friends this holiday season. If you're listening to our audio, make sure you're subscribing to Wrestle addict Radio, the cure for the common wrestling podcast, where you'll get our show as well as uh, the Brace for Impact Wrestling Podcast, the Fretzel Podcast, and the Young Lions Perspective Podcast. Follow Wrestle Radio socials at addict underscore wrestle on Twitter and Wrestle addict Radio everywhere else on social media. Again, the links to all of that are in the description below. Will shock what do you got for me?
1: Oh man, I'm so glad I don't owe two hundred thousand dollars of child support a
0: month.
1: <laughs> Kanye West owes two hundred thousand dollars to his more rich and famous white <laughs> child support. What kind of fucking country do we live in? No, I, I-,
0: I have some information about how they calculate child support. It's very fucked up.
1: Oh, let's do it. Let's get into that in the post <laughs> show. I am a fan of Kanye's music, but about that's where it stops. Like Two thousand dollars, <laughs> man? What a fucking country we live in. But I'm Will Tarashuk, T is and Thomas, A R A S H U K. You can find me arguing with people on TikTok, uh, at Talking with Tarashuk, um, talking about the economy and stuff. I've been on a rampage. Oh. So yeah, go check that shit yeah, out. Very interesting. Big- Big pharma
0: price gouging fuckers Ricky <laughs> yeah. don't get me started I'm, I'm, I'm trying not to when we come back next week hopefully <laughs> hopefully K will have their internet <laughs> fixed uh <laughs> hopefully we uh there'll be more things to talk about Austin today will hopefully still have a title uh and everything else going on in the world of wrestling and MJF may debut a new belt so on and so forth. Oh, yeah, NXT deadline is next week. So we'll talk a little bit about what's going to go on on that show as well. So until next week, folks, goodbye, good night. Enjoy the beginning of the last month of 2022. And uh, what's that one? Oh, yeah. Fuck you, Slack. See you next week.